The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. I'd say Gareth Roberts is with us this morning. Gareth, this is a question that we start a lot of our Liverpool interviews with at the moment. What the hell's going on? Oh, good question, mate. Um, I mean, everything that could go wrong sort of seems to be going wrong at the minute. Um, and I think every time I've come on here as well, it seems to have been after a bad result recently. Uh, and here we are again. I was kind of hopeful that. You know, playing a, a club as lowly as Nottingham Forest, we'd be coming on talking about you know Liverpool making it four in a row in terms of good results. But here we are once again. Um, I mean, it, it just seems that they're very fragile, both mentally uh, and in terms of the squad. In terms of if a couple of players are missing, certain key players are missing, you really notice the difference. And I think that's what's, what what happened at the weekend. Um, you know, Thiago, I think I've said on here many times, for me, makes a huge difference to the midfield. And when he's not there, you really, really notice it in terms of dynamism, in terms of someone who can create, go past people, play a pass that you wouldn't be expected. Um, and, you know, the midfield at the weekend, uh, obviously we had, what was it, three players under under 21. Um, and, and I think you saw you saw the difference, obviously. And and, and we missed Darwin Nunes. Um, there's been a lot of chat about him all season long, about whether he's good enough, about whether Liverpool have overpaid and all this kind of thing. That was a striker there who, who'd scored in his last three games. So to lose him was a big blow because the way the game went, and, and with Liverpool having a lot of opportunities in and around the Forest box, you'd like to think that Nunes, who is a box player ultimately, would have, would have got on the end of one of those chances. Um, obviously, in terms of the manager, he comes out, doesn't he, and talks about set pieces. But for me, that was a little bit sort of papering over the cracks, really, because if you're playing, if you're playing Nottingham Forest and you're Liverpool, um, you should be creating a little bit more than set pieces. I mean, he, he's right to say that, you know, the hat-trick of chances that Van Dijk in particular has, you'd expect there to be a goal or two from those three chances. Um, but Liverpool needed to be more creative in open play, and they simply weren't. And you know, Forest, a lot of endeavour, um, a lot of battle, a lot of fight. The the ground up for it. Um, you know, this is why they're back in the Premier League, isn't it? They want to be in and among the bo- the big boys, playing the big boys. So all of that was totally to be expected for me, and is not something new that Liverpool are facing there you know for me when Liverpool come to town anyway a lot of the time you see the crowd get up for it you see the team get up for it so none of that should have been a new challenge for Liverpool but they looked a little bit shell-shocked for me at times by that Um, you know they, they certainly didn't win the battle in midfield and there are too many players as well you know it's not just about the injuries the injuries is a big problem there's no two ways about that but I think as well a lot of key players just haven't looked in form all season I think the drop off from some is quite alarming um, you know there was a drop off at the end of last season I felt with Fabinho but he seems to have dropped even further and if you dig into his stats in terms of interceptions in terms of tackles things like that it just sort of backs up what you see him with your eye with him which is that he looks off the pace. Uh, people are passing around them and going past them uh, in a manner that we're not used to with him because he's been one of the best in the world in his position for me the last few seasons. So I thought he yeah, got I'll... back to form over the last couple of games as well. Maybe it was just that the surrounding cast are not used to what 
their role is to help him be his best. 100% that's a thing, isn't it? And, 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 you know, look, Curtis Jones wasn't expecting to be starting that game. Um, Thiago gets a, an ear infection at 5.15 in the morning, is rushed to hospital and is told to go home. And then Curtis, when he wakes up and has his cornflakes, is told, you're starting in midfield today. So, you know, that's not ideal. That's a lad there who's been out with, with injury himself for a long time. And I'm not pinning it on him for one second. He's a young player that is breaking through, that it expects to play a certain amount of games this season for Liverpool, but doesn't expect to be a starter. And yet, you're right, look, there isn't that understanding between players that you get when you're playing week in, week out, when you've got a system you all trust. The system's changed as well. So, you know, there's lots of things going on where you're just watching it, thinking, well, this isn't the Liverpool I know and love. You know, where we are now, you know, we've lost as many league games in 11 games as we did in 38 last season. So... And, you know, this is a Liverpool side that in, in the past four seasons has gone through 90 points, you know, three out of those four seasons. Now, you wouldn't be backing them to do that this season now because you're looking at, you know, you're looking at they'd have to be absolutely perfect for the rest of the season. And, you know, there's nothing that suggests that's what, what they're going to be now. So now what they find themselves in realistically is secure and top four, making sure that Champions League qualifications there for next season and trying to do something in the Champions League this season. Obviously, they only need a point against Ajax to qualify for the knockout rounds. And then once you're in those rounds, especially Liverpool being Liverpool, you know, you'd expect that they can sort of do anything. But equally, on the other side of the coin, and a bit more sort of glass half empty, the way they're defending and the amount of chances that sides are getting against them week in, week out, you know, you, you would think that the, the better sides with the better strikers, etc., would be having a bit of a field day against Liverpool right now. It does feel that the signing of Thiago changed that Liverpool midfield. The the swapping of a Vinaldum for a Thiago, what he brings is obviously exceptional when he's at his very best and you say his range of passing, but that the energy levels that were there of a Fabinho, Vinaldum, Henderson midfield they're nowhere near that now. Like Harvey Elliott never feels like he's going to be that sort of a, a midfielder. Again, he's more in the creative mould, whereas Liverpool's midfield was all about winning tackles. And I still go back to Fabinho against Palace at the start of the season, the tackle he misses that every other season for the last three or four years he wins and they don't get that chance. Was that, was that an intentional change in philosophy, do you think, from Klopp to move away to not not maybe look for a direct replacement for Ronaldo or to look for a like for like for Henderson who's you know obviously not able to play every week now I, I think you're onto something there because I, I I remember um a couple of seasons ago now I think it was that um Pep Linders was interviewed and and in and among the interview a little sort of nugget that stood out for me was that one of the questions was around Liverpool playing the same way for a long time and, you know, would it be a problem that they could potentially be worked out by opponents and things like that? And Linda sort of said, well, we've got something up our sleeve along, uh, you know, along those lines. And I think what he meant was Thiago. Uh, and then Thiago comes in and, you know, when he's when he's fit and when he's at his best, I, I think he is transformational as a player. But I think the problem, as we've just touched on a minute ago, is that there are no players that are anything like him um, so when he's not in the side, all of a sudden you're having to revert to something else. And and you're right to point out in terms of energy as well. I mean, with Fabinho uh, dropping a little bit off a cliff form-wise, you're also running alongside Henderson, who's 32 now. Um, and for all these years playing for Liverpool under Klopp, 
he's been playing in a very highly intense system where, you know, almost the, the, the secret recipe is Liverpool's effort, is Liverpool's ability to close down, is Liverpool to outrun you first and foremost. And that's not been happening this season in a lot of games. And, you know, you looked at, you looked at Forrest, you know, that's what they were doing to Liverpool. They weren't allowing Liverpool any time on the ball. And Liverpool didn't seem to be able to do too much about it at times. And that's what we were doing to other sides. And then added with the sprinkle of, of quality up front, you know, that's how Liverpool were beating sides. Right now, it, 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 I'm not too certain what a Liverpool, a typical Liverpool goal looks like. So, you know, instead we're talking about, well, if Darwin Nunes had been available, he would he would have undoubtedly caused the, the, the Forest defence problems. He would have done. But it's not. That's not like a systematic thing. That's it, it, Liverpool very much feel like, and, and I know people hate the phrase and all the rest of it. But I'm going to have to use it. It, it. it feels like they are a little bit in transition right now. But it also feels that has been under investment in the squads, and that's coming home to roost as well. Uh, last time again, when I was on here, and we're still talking about the same issues. You know, the the bargain basement running around the supermarket last minute and buying art or you know that that's come back and hit them in the face as well because he's now injured and I think one of the problems is when I see people assessing Liverpool they'll write down the squad and they'll say well there's all these players and you know every every club has to deal with injuries and this kind of thing but some of the players that Liverpool are relying on being a member of the squad are ridiculously injury prone are out so often it's unbelievable so you know you look at even the players who were out so Thiago ear infection okay can happen to anyone but his injury record is not the best Keita's injury record is not the best either he's not someone you think you can rely on to be there more often than not we saw Chamberlain come on the pitch for 14 minutes at the weekend touch the ball once in 14 minutes and, and essentially have no impact He's another one where, you know, his recent injury record's not great. So all of a sudden, these players that you're talking about as being part of Liverpool's squad are actually very rarely part of Liverpool's squad. Yeah, and surely yeah. that was known behind the scenes. Well, and the and bench wasn't particularly strong. I know, I know there's better. injuries. But I'm wondering, is there, is there any concern about the amount of injuries that they're picking up again? Because obviously, in the COVID year, it like destabilised them completely, the amount of injuries. Yeah. But, like... They're playing three young lads, but they're missing, and we talk about investment, like they're missing the attacking investment they've made. Nunez isn't there, Diaz isn't there, Jota isn't there, all out injured. Matip and Kanate are injured again. You touched on the other three who are also out. Trent's just coming back. Henderson hasn't been able to stay fit. Like, Is there a deeper concern, do you think, around the club as to the amount of injuries they're picking up this season and whether they can get on top of it? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be, hasn't there? I mean, we're only sort of guessing on that, aren't we? We can never know sort of what the systems are behind the scenes and things like that. I mean, you know, you go back to last season, 63 games. I think they absolutely poured everything into that, into into trying to make history. And they went as far as anyone has, you know, in terms of closeness to, to, to achieving the quadruple. Um, ultimately, of course, you know, it's another 90-point season, but it's another 90-point season minus the title. Um, you know, they don't get the European Cup and they win the two domestic trophies. But, you know, they were looking a bit gassed towards the end of that. You know, I remember being in the stands at, you know, Villarreal away. And, you know, that was a crazy game. And, and you know, there, 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 were, there were games towards the end of last season that Liverpool weren't in control of, uh, but managed to get through the other side. So I think even then, 
there were there were players in the side then that looked a bit gassed, and and, and certainly now. You know that that looks the case now. So so even even the players that we you know we've relied on um, in in these last few seasons, you know Robertson one side, Trent the other. You know you've had the, you've had those players missing games. You've had those players looking like they're out of form. You know Liverpool aren't switching wings and aren't stretching teams like you've seen them do in seasons before. So it it does seem like the you know the, the, there's work to be there's work to be done. But what I wouldn't do and what I see a lot of people doing. It's just trying to find one thing to pin it on. Liverpool are a club, so you've got owners, you've got managers, you've got coaches and you've got players. And there's fingers to be pointed at every level. So they all need to come together and come up with a bit of a plan. And part of that plan has got to be spending money. Part of that plan has got to be finding a system that works and that is testing other sides. And part of that plan, as you point to maybe, is, is looking at you know what are they doing does it work in terms of you know intensity and the amount of injuries they're picking up I'm sure they're looking at all this I mean you know Klopp referenced didn't he that it was three games in a week or so and that, and we've seen that before but Liverpool have managed to get through those games in the past where you know at the weekend from very early on in the game at the weekend I thought you know Liverpool don't look on it here we're giving the ball away far too much so people are pointing to Liverpool have more possession and have more shots and things like that and I understand why but they also gave the ball away a lot more than Nottingham Forest did and ultimately paid the price for it Gareth can I just ask you on Klopp and if what they're looking at like nobody has got more credit for what Liverpool have done than the manager and rightly so and that term mentality monsters that he created this ridiculous team who are always on and maybe that's the most remarkable part of what we've seen over the past few weeks is that they've somehow managed to sustain such a high level for so many years but if you look at say Joe Gomez as maybe the prime example of where they've struggled this season he was unbelievable last week against Manchester City he was up for it he was on it he was all over Erling Haaland he knew exactly what he had to do, but he rarely gets to that level. And, and that feels like a mentality thing. And is any of that on the manager that he can't get a Joe Gomez up for every single match? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I find it difficult to, to question things like that. I, I just think sometimes maybe in football, you know, there's only so many things you can say over and over and then eventually the impact will wane a little bit. So, I'm not for one second suggesting that we need a change of manager. I don't think we do. Um, as you said there, he's got more than enough credit in the bank. Um, I've said already about you know the season after season of racking up 90-odd points. Uh, you've got to take into consideration what Liverpool are competing with. And, um, you know, for some reason, that almost turns into a meme when Klopp mentions it. I still don't quite understand why that is. Um, if we're going to ignore the reality of the competition, then we may as well do, or pack up and go home. Like, it's unbelievable what Liverpool are having to compete with. And in any other era of football, you know, 97 points wins you the league, 92 points likely wins you the league. And we've, we've got both of those totals and not won the league. So, you know, that that might be a factor, to be honest with you. That, the fact that you can put so much effort into a season and emerge with only the domestic trophies, that's got to be a little bit of a depressing, you know, fact, essentially. Um, and I, questioning the attitude of either the manager or this group of players, I'm loath to do because of what they provided for us. Um, I don't believe for a minute there's, a, there's an arrogance 
I just I I I do I just do wonder about the the amount of effort they've put in in a, a fairly short space of time with a squad that isn't deep enough. Essentially, I'd be I'd be looking at that before I start looking at mentality of players and questioning the manager. One last question is. Um... The, the the world in which they don't qualify for next season's Champions League is is like we need to start thinking what that would look like. What what's the impact? Is there is there any way that they can turn it into a positive next season where they're playing Europa League or maybe not even playing Europa League? Um, I, I'm struggling to find positives around that. I mean, Liverpool, you know, when when we missed out on the Champions League for a couple of seasons, it just felt so wrong for, to to not hear that anthem, to not be involved in those games. You know, Liverpool are an elite football club and should be playing in the elite football competition so to be missing out on it um, that that would not be good whatsoever for Liverpool and it would be highly depressing to be back into the Europa League um, I, still, I, I would still 100% be backing them this season to get into the Champions League I know that right now you know I'm looking at the football headlines and people are getting excited about Newcastle and things like that and I understand why but look we've got Liverpool got six games to go uh, and then it's the World Cup that's a total unknown for everyone in terms of having a tournament like that in the middle of the season. And who knows what the other side of that season looks like. So all Liverpool have got to concentrate on right now is getting some good results in the interim. Um, you know, getting together, seeing where we are after the World Cup and going from there. And that applies, that applies to every side in the league. So I think it's far too early to be talking about missing out on the Champions League and things like that. You know, you look at how many points are still available to play for. You know, we've only played 11 games this season in the league, uh, 81 points still to play for. So, yeah, I, I'd say it was far too early to be talking about missing out on the Champions League right now. All right, Gareth, good stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.